For the first few weeks of February, all Valley residents were inundated with the Super Bowl. We even did a few stories on it here at AZC Podcasts. The Arizona Republic did hour-to-hour coverage for days leading up to the big game. Downtown Phoenix and Glendale transformed as visitors came from all over the country. Scottsdale featured the Waste Management Open Golf Tournament, as well as ESPN's live show for the football game. Local businesses and hotels prepared for tourists and travelers all around Metro Phoenix. And those tourists and travelers spent their money right here in Arizona. Which leads to the question, how much money did the state make off of hosting the Super Bowl? Was it worth all of the funding that went into being ready for all of those people? Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com about Metro Phoenix and beyond. I'm producer Amanda Luberto, and this week I'm speaking with experts and designated hosts to figure out what Arizona gained from being the home of Super Bowl 57. When a city is chosen to put on the Super Bowl, a host committee is put together. Leading the host committee entails galvanizing our stakeholders around Arizona to create economic and community impacts that will leave a lasting legacy here in Arizona. So there's a lot that goes into it, you know, for years leading up to Super Bowl, but ultimately that's what we are trying to create on behalf of the state. This is Jay Perry. She's the president and CEO of the Arizona Super Bowl Host Committee, and it's not her first rodeo. She's worked in sports business for a while, including time as the president of the Phoenix Mercury and sometime working for the Phoenix Suns. And then I actually led the host committee for Super Bowl 49 in 2015 and then took a brief stint to New York and was the chief operating officer of the WNBA and then got invited back to work on Super Bowl 57 again. And it was such a great experience the last time. And I knew that this was going to be even bigger and better and a, and a heavy lift. I was excited to come back and lead it again. So what exactly does a host committee do? As Jay said, it takes years to fully put together the Super Bowl. So the host committee really looks at what are the goals for Arizona. And we get that from our elected officials, from our business leaders, from our Native American leaders, from our tourism industry. What do we want this to, again, impact for Arizona going forward? And we take that input and then boil it down into here's our game plan for how we're going to deliver that economic impact and that positive community legacy. That's part one. Part two is we work very directly with the NFL and fulfill the bid that was made back in 2018 that the NFL approved when they awarded the game to Arizona. So we work through all those bid requirements from an operation standpoint, from a venue standpoint, hotels, tourism, infrastructure, airports. I mean, you name it, it's the gamut of a major event. Anyone who has lived in Arizona for a while knows just how much the Valley has grown since 2015. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, Maricopa County is the fastest growing county in the United States. In 2015, Arizona had a population of 6.8 million people. And currently, in 2023, Arizona has about 7.4 million residents. And so showing them what a Super Bowl can do for our community, it's eye-opening, I think. And people have a, a newer and better understanding of what Super Bowl can be, right? It's an enormous commercial for Arizona. 
and it puts us on the global stage and really positions us as a world-class community. And that's one of the overarching goals of hosting Super Bowl. Before money is made on the Super Bowl, the state has to spend money. To find out more, I spoke with Anthony Evans. He's a senior researcher at the Sedman Research Institute at ASU. It's the consulting arm of the W.P. Carey Business School and has worked on the last four Super Bowls hosted in Arizona. When it comes to initial cost, the state is actually at a huge advantage. Most of the upfront costs is making sure the football stadium is fit to host an event like this. This can usually run a city a few million dollars. Arizona is quite fortunate. We've used the stadium in Glendale now for three separate Super Bowls. So the investment we made back in 2008, you know, has really paid off. There will have been some minor modifications and enhancements made to the stadium, which the NFL would have insisted upon this time around, as it happens every time. How much the state spent on these modifications isn't available to the public. In addition to the stadium upgrades, the main cities around the valley that were involved endured the cost of a rise in security, police, emergency services, and other things like that to make sure everything ran smoothly. That number is also not available to the public. I asked Anthony for a ballpark number. Is it thousands? Hundreds of thousands? Millions? I don't. That information is, is kept uh, quite uh, confidentially. Um, what, what we do produce from our side is we run a gross economic impact number instead. So we don't take into account that those costs. The last time the Super Bowl was in town in 2015, the Pro Bowl was also happening. For non-football fans like myself, I'll explain. The Pro Bowl is essentially the NFL's all-star game weekend. Celebrities come, people's favorite football players are there, they play skill competitions, and then a big football game for fun. Like the Super Bowl, it brings a lot of tourists. While the 2023 Super Bowl in Arizona didn't have the Pro Bowl, what it did have was a golf game so wild it's known as the greatest show on grass. cans are flying, it's loud, and I kind of got caught up in the moment myself. I don't know if I regret it yet, but maybe one of these days I will. And then the tour calls and yells at you, because you're not supposed to take your shirt off on a golf course, which makes sense. The Waste Management Open happens in Scottsdale each year at the end of January into the beginning of February. It's rowdy, it's boisterous, and it's busy. There are no other golf tournaments like it. It brings an average of 700,000 people each year. 
So those people were in the Valley also spending money in Arizona at the same time as thousands of others who came for the Super Bowl. All of this results in having so much data, it's really hard to say just yet how much the state has made on hosting. That information won't be ready for a few more months still. Come back and ask me that again in May, and I, I'd probably be in a better position to tell you. What, what's gone on is that we've had somewhere in the region of 90 to 110,000 fans descend upon Arizona over probably a period of five to seven days. They've been accompanied by around 6,000 out-of-state media. You've got the two NFL teams and their entourages. You have a wide range of people from the NFL organization and from um, football as a whole. Um, and then you've got a lot of international and national businesses hosting different things here. The 2015 data estimates the impact at about $719 million. But that also included the Pro Bowl, so it's really hard to pinpoint. Our numbers are based upon survey data from visiting fans, from organization expenditures incurred by both the host committee and the NFL, and by expenditures from out-of-state media. We surveyed 1,500 fans over the weekend. We have that survey data, we're currently going through it and trying to clean it up. That data looks at you know, the size of the party, how many days they're here for, where they actually spend their money, not only in terms of accommodation, but in terms of bars, restaurants, gasoline, rental cars, groceries, souvenirs and gifts, other forms of entertainment. The Sedman Institute will go through all of the information that they've collected from visitors on iPads and clean it up in order to make a good estimate. They will then take us probably the best part of two months to get all the organizational expenditures together from the various sources. We will then put that into an economic impact model and we will make an estimate on what that could mean for the state's economy. The numbers collected are also pooled together for the whole state, so it's really hard to say which city really did the best. The game is in Glendale, but some of the events were in Phoenix and Scottsdale. This is also done on purpose, based on the design of the metro area. The events are scattered around so that people can enjoy all types of things, no matter where they're staying or where they live. Here's Jay Perry again. You know, we had ESPN in downtown Scottsdale broadcasting for days leading up to the game. ESPN loved the backdrop of Old Town Scottsdale on the tailgate. That was free. And they said they had the best crowds ever at this Super Bowl. And so that's just a win for Arizona. Out in Glendale, we had Fox Sports broadcasting for days leading up to the game. And so everyone got to see Arizona kind of in its full glory for that for that week. The cities themselves will collect data based on tax rates, hotel occupancies, bar and restaurant revenue, and other factors. People would have been hired on a temporary basis to help cities host these events as well. That information will mostly be for the cities themselves, but when it comes to the outlook on how the Super Bowl impacted Arizona, it will be looked at collectively since that was the goal, Jay Perry says. In total, nine cities were stakeholders in the host committee. Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe, Mesa, Avondale, Peoria, Glendale, Goodyear, and Paradise Valley. And these cities benefited in more than just financial ways. We also wanted to make sure that we were having impact around the state. 
So our Super Bowl Legacy Grant Program gave out $2.1 million around the state to our nonprofit community. We also wanted to make sure that this was a very sustainable and green Super Bowl that was important for our local stakeholders. And so we did over a dozen tree planting uh, events around the state, planted over 500 trees that are low water usage that certainly will be there for a long time to come and, you know, help with carbon sequestration and all sorts of, you know, sustainability initiatives. More than just the cities around the valley participated as well. Major indigenous communities were center stage this year. We have four Native American tribes that are partners with the host committee. And so that was the Gila River Indian community, that was the Akchin Indian community, Tahona Odom, um, and then the Fort McDowell Yavapai Nation. And so they really leaned in with the host committee. And we wanted to make sure, because we are the state with the most tribes, we have 22 tribes here, we wanted to make sure that they really were front and center. And they're so important to the history of Arizona, as well as to the future of Arizona. And so we incorporated the communities at the greeting at the airport of the participating teams, and that hadn't been done before. In our events, including at Hans Park, we had the Native American community represented from a dance standpoint, from a, a look and feel standpoint, if you will. And I even go back to when we worked with the NFL on what Super Bowl was going to look like, the decor, the logo. And they were very intentional around wanting it to be an Arizona-style Super Bowl. And so we were able to incorporate indigenous art. Many economic benefits of hosting the Super Bowl aren't actually seen for a few years, but they start at the Super Bowl. Here's Anthony Evans again. You know, that's the fourth Super Bowl in 28 years. We're going to get our second uh, Final Four next year in eight years. We get the Cactus League and the Waste Management Phoenix Open every year, whereby half of Major League Baseball and some of the world's most famous golfers come down there. What does that mean for the economy? And you'd be surprised at, uh, at how it is utilized. This is where the Arizona Commerce Authority comes in. They partner with local, state, and city economic development groups to entertain C-suite executives and invite them to events and games for some corporate hospitality. You might think, well, that's a waste of money, but I can tell you it's not. Between 2015 and 2019, we had 30 of those events held here. We had the Final Four, Super Bowl, we had the Waste Management Phoenix Open and the Cactus League every year. And we also had the NCAA Bowl Championship. As a result of that activity, 42 Business commitments were made by 31 firms entertained by the ACA and, and their partners. Now, I'm not suggesting for a minute that it was purely down to C-suite attendance at those events, but that was a key part of the economic development armory. You know, and what we've looked at is we actually got some of the uh, CapEx, capital expenditures, and the employment and wages fr from those 42 business commitments. Each commitment was for a minimum of five years. We've just assumed that they were five years. They're likely to go on longer. But over the nine years, that would generate around $28 billion for the Arizona economy. To put that into context, that would be around 1% of state GDP in 2019. It's an annual average of $3 billion per year. 
This is where the economic impact of hosting events at this scale affects Arizona long term. Something that Jay and Anthony both told me is that there was a benefit totally out of their control. It's been a pretty cold and rainy winter for Arizonans. And yet, the weekend the Super Bowl was in town, it was sunny and in the mid-70s. A picture-perfect weekend for people visiting from much, much colder and harsher winter environments. Arizona did get really lucky that way. The Monday after the game, it dropped back down to the 50s. And the Tuesday after that, it was raining again. This served as the best advertisement Arizona could have ever gotten for the future of tourism. This year, a 30-second commercial run during the Super Bowl cost about $7 million. And the state essentially got a free three-day commercial. When people from around the country are watching the live broadcasts from Scottsdale and Glendale leading up to the game, with people in shorts, enjoying a cold beer on the patio with the sun shining down in February, it's likely they'll consider the Valley for their next big vacation. Sometimes Arizona just has benefits that money can't buy. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Valley 101 and for engaging in all of our Super Bowl coverage on azcentral.com. If you enjoyed today's episode or learned something new, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please share it with a friend. You can stay up to date on Valley 101 and all other Arizona Republic podcasts on Twitter at AZC Podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at AZC Podcast. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Amanda Luberto. That's L-U-B-E-R-T-O. Starting next week in March, we have a special themed month for all of you about the women who made Arizona history. This has been Valley 101. I'm producer Amanda Luberto. We'll see you next week.